Welcome to Small But Mighty, a podcast for kids by kids. We are going to talk about the ways kids can make a difference in the world. So if you are a kid who wants to spread joy, learn how to enjoy the people around you, or just convince your parents to buy the next toy you ask for, then this is a podcast for you. We might we may be small, but we can still do mighty things. I'm here with Paul and Christian, and they did something amazing. They created a charity called Kids for Cure. First, before we start on our topic, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, so, uh, I'm Christian, uh, younger brother of uh and yeah we'll we'll talk a little bit about uh, kids for cure and our whole thing which we started when we were um just a little bit older than you Allison I think I was I was 11 years old when we started um and yeah since then um I, I personally have always been into like theater and the arts and music and stuff and that's what I did all throughout school and all throughout college um and you know now I I work with computers but when I'm not at work I'm still I'm always uh, making music and, and playing music for people. And it's kind of what I like to do. My name's actually Molly. Allison's my mom's oh, name. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I just realized that. I was reading the little name on the, uh, on the screen here. That's why. It's okay. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself, Paul? Yes. So I am the elder brother. Um, I love playing hockey. I love playing all kinds of sports. I love being, you know, so we collect, we collect data on a bunch of football players, which, you know, for a businessy job is still what I consider to be fun. It only that it's good that it, you think it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> How did you come up with the idea of Kids for Care? Well, uh, it was pretty shortly after uh, when we when we were young and we found out that our mom had Lou Gehrig's disease. She had ALS. Um, you know, we kind of we knew that it was going to be a challenge. You know, seeing our mom be sick and and get sicker as the years went by. Um, and we had always just kind of been raised to. Um, not being afraid to take control of a situation and, and do whatever we can to make the best of it and, and try to change a situation. Uh, and so we knew we wanted to do something to, you know, move in the direction of finding a cure and of finding better ways to take care of people with ALS. And so we ended up going to a meeting uh, with a local chapter of a national organization called the ALS Association. And they organize every year a walk to defeat ALS. And as part of this walk, people will form teams. So Kids for Cure started out as uh, just a team for this one event, for this ALS walk. And as the years went by and as we got more people involved in our fundraising efforts, uh, it became 
much more than just that, that one event. And it kind of became a year round thing where we would at any opportunity use our platform to spread awareness and try to raise more money for research. Mm. I think that's really cool that you guys started Kids for Cure. And I think it's kind of cool that you guys started at the ages of 11 and 13. Yeah, that was, you know, primarily, I would say, a function of, you know, when our mom was diagnosed. So she was diagnosed in 2004, and those happened to be our ages at the time. And there was no one telling us not to start a charity or not to start a walk team. And, yeah. Um, yeah. How did you go about starting your charity? So it all uh, started with us kind of spreading word through any means possible uh, to our immediate friends and our immediate family. And we encourage the people that we spread the word to, to then do the same with their friends and family. Um, so the first year, and this was before a lot of people were on Facebook and social media and stuff, we were sending out emails. We were also sending out hundreds of you know, physical letters to addresses that we had collected from people that were interested in supporting the cause. And I think that when we were in this first step of kind of getting the word out there and saying, hey, we just started a thing. We need your help. The fact that we were 11 and 13 was probably the most helpful factor in people actually paying attention. Uh, because even though it might seem hard to do something like starting up a nonprofit organization when you're just a kid, because people acknowledge that that is a challenging thing to do, when they see someone of a young age trying to do that, they really want to hear what you have to say. And they're really going to take the time to pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Was it easy to start your charity? I think if you take it one step at a time, it doesn't feel difficult, right? It, if you say from the very beginning, hey, I want to start an organization that will raise $1 million, that sounds pretty uh, difficult. But if you say, I'm going to start by sharing my story with my best friend, and then one of their friends, and then their parent, and their uncle. And you start to slowly grow it person by person, story by story. It doesn't seem as difficult. And that's truly how we started, was just by sharing our story. And I would say as a young person who is interested in getting involved in a charity or starting a charity, really defining what your story is and maybe practicing it and uh, getting feedback from your family and friends is the best way to start because that is a story that you're going to tell over and over. It's a story that are going, is going to invite other people to join your team it's really your mission of why you're doing what you do. And so 
once you have that foundation kind of growing the, the, the charity is just telling that story over and over and telling it in different ways, telling it on Facebook or telling it on an awesome podcast, right? Yeah. Um, that's how we do it. Mm-hmm. What have you done to increase awareness of your case? Of your uh, Sure. So every everything we do is an opportunity to increase awareness um so as i mentioned before we started this off all around this one event every year the the walk to defeat als and that's always been our focal point for bringing people together and that is sort of something that everyone can keep on their calendars and it keeps it in their mind year after year and that i think helps keep it in people's awareness um we also when we were starting out we had a lot of opportunities to uh, talk to members of the media and the news and, and magazines and um, you know, use those platforms to get our word out to large groups of people. And then finally, I would say, take a look at um, groups that you're already involved in that are already organized. You know, Paul was really into sports. I was really into theater at the time. And so we had these communities that were already built that were already bringing people together and you could organize a small fundraiser event with that group. Uh, you know, maybe you have, have um, like when I was doing theater, maybe you'd have one play where you would accept donations at the end of the play and all that would go towards the cause. And it's a way to, you know, take advantage of the fact that everyone is already knowing each other and organized together. And also it just kind of makes it more fun that way. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. I saw you have raised one million for ALS research. That's amazing. How did it feel to reach that goal? You know, when we first started Kids for Cure, we didn't have any ambitions beyond it being really a one-year thing. And what we found was that through sharing our story, our community really rallied around our cause and joined our team. And we've had a lot of the same team members year after year after year uh, come from all corners of the country. We've had folks come from California, from Florida, from, from Michigan every single year to participate in our you know, annual walk. And upon achieving a $1 million milestone, it was really a moment to express our gratitude to all of our team members, because you'll hear me say a lot, we don't take credit for raising $1 million. It's our friends, our family, our corporate sponsors, which are companies that have given us donations, all of our supporters over the years have really achieved this amazing milestone. So I would say that's also an, an important thing to be mindful of if you're interested in starting a charity is that acknowledge all of the folks who have supported you invite them to participate in the celebration of a milestone like raising a million dollars or 
a milestone of raising a thousand dollars. You know, just celebrate the small victories together all along the way. Yeah. Did you do anything to celebrate? I don't know. I'm trying to remember actually if we if we did. I mean, we. I think we every year when we have the the walk, the gathering, it, it's a bit of a celebration in and of itself. Um, I mean, that's the time of the year when all of our friends and all of our family are gathered together. And so uh, when we when we hit that milestone, you know, of raising a million dollars, we kind of announced it all at uh, at our most recent walk event. And so, yeah, I mean, right, right when we made the announcement, there we were with with all of our closest, our friends, our families, our supporters and community. And I, I would say the celebration began right away. Yeah. Now, we did get a trophy, the first team to raise a million dollars. So the association sent some very important people to present us with a trophy last year in commemoration. So it was nice to, for our team members to be able to see, wow, we really are making a difference, not only here in Ohio where we reside, but we're also spreading hope for you know, ALS patients at a, at a national level. Yeah. What can my listeners do to help support your cause? Well, uh, you can follow along uh, with what we do. Um, We're on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter uh, under the name Kids for Cure. That's Kids, the number four cure. And then we also have a website, uh, www.kidsforcure.com. And if you go there and you want to support, um, you know, you can go there, you can read a little bit more about our story, see whatever kind of events we're organizing. Um, and you can join our virtual walk team for the walk this year. Uh, so this year, uh, the walk would have been in September, but it's going to be, instead of being in person, uh, we're going to be doing an online event. And we're going to be calling that the Chalk and Walk to Defeat ALS. So the chalk portion of that is we're going to have uh, all of our team members and supporters uh, take some chalk and write some kind of message to help raise awareness out on their driveway or their front porch um, and take a picture of that and share it on their social media. Uh, We're going to use the hashtag uh, chalk and walk and hashtag kids for cure to connect all those posts together. And, and then also, you know, going to our website, you can find a place to donate to our team and to donate to the cause uh, if you want to donate or if you want to raise awareness. <laughs> Molly, so get your chalk. That's what we're saying. Get some chalk. Oh, yeah. Have a bucket of chalk. All right. We're excited to see what, what you come up with. Okay. Cool. You started all this because you wanted to save your mom. How is your mom now? So our mom is uh, doing great for having ALS. So when she was diagnosed, she was told she has two to five years to live. And that was over 16 years ago. So she has a very, very slow progression of the disease, which we are super grateful for every day and uh you know she's still an inspiration for us and she's still 
um, healthy enough for us to be optimistic that a cure could be found in her lifetime, which is awesome. And yeah, it is awesome. Yeah. Your mom's doing good now. Yeah, we, yeah, we agree. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for kids who would like to get involved with a charity? Uh, I would say, first of all, you know, don't, don't hesitate, you know, go ahead and start taking those first steps to get involved, because um, it, it can seem a little daunting at first. Um, and when you're looking for how to get involved, um, you know, I would say the first place to go would be just get on, you know, get on the internet or, or get your, your parents go on the internet for you and um, look for local, local charities, local chapters of organizations for the cause that you care about uh, to get involved in. And then, you know, if they, if they have, maybe they've got like a monthly meeting of some kind or event of some kind, uh, go ahead and, and join that to introduce yourself and speak up and tell your story. And I bet before you know it, um, a lot of people will be reaching out to you and they will have some ideas of how you can help them with, uh, you know, things they're working on and how they can help you with ideas that you might have as well. Mm -hmm. I actually helped kids when I was in second grade. That was uh, almost two years ago. I so I had invited everybody from the second grade to my birthday party and I didn't need all the presents. So I donated them and my birthday was really close to for to Christmas. So I helped kids to get presents for Christmas because some t kids can't have get uh, presents from Christmas for Christmas. So I that I helped in the charity that way. That's wonderful. <laughs> That's awesome. And I, and I bet by sharing that, you'll inspire other kids to do you know, something very similar. Yeah. I would say when I was a kid, you know, starting in this charity kind of life, the thing I was the most nervous about was asking people for money. I was so nervous about it. You know, like, I always thought that, you know, why would someone ever donate to my cause? I just had that, you know, kind of nervousness about it, about knocking on doors, talking to a complete stranger. Um, and for me, that was like the biggest hurdle to overcome. And what gave me confidence was really just practice. And as I mentioned earlier, it was really believing in my story. So when I knock on someone's door, it's not, hey, can I have money? It's, hey, I am 13 years old and I am leading a fundraiser to raise funds to find a cure for ALS. Would you like to hear my story? Um, and it just becomes so much more comfortable when you think about it you know, that way, almost inviting someone to be part of your mission rather than bugging somebody for money. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that. Yeah. Thank you so much for your guys' time. I really enjoyed it. And my listeners, I hope some of you join their charity, and I will too.
my family will too. <laughs> That's awesome. Great. And thank you so much for caring so much about your mother. No problem. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. We're happy to come on anytime. And if any of your listeners want to reach out and shoot us a message on Facebook or, or Twitter, feel free. We're always happy to, uh, to interact and answer any questions and meet some new friends. Okay. Can you remind my listeners one more time what your charity is named so they can go ahead and join? Yep. It's called Kids for Cure. And you can find out everything you need to know about us at kidsforcure.com. Thank you. Cool. All right, thank you. Bye. How do we do? How do we do? Good. Bye. Good? <laughs> All right. Bye, Molly. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to Small But Mighty. We post a new podcast every Tuesday and Friday. We may be small, but we sure can do mighty things. Subscribe and keep on listening.